Here we go. Good morning, everybody. And as we have newcomers, I just want to sort of explain how we do this, how we go along and, and create this space of the spark, which stands for specific practical application of radical knowledge. That's what spark stands for. So in, this, in the spark, the way it's written, it's usually a couple pages, which is a little longer today. It's three pages. So, um, so there's a distinction, which today is spark 131, it is impossible to be offended. And then there's some notes, which here are quite extensive. And then there's experiments. So there's three experiments today. And what I usually like to do is when we read the notes is to also go in this discovery space of what, what you need. Like what, how is it landing in you? What is it? What are the questions? What are the, God, this is happening in my life. And, and do you have any possibilities for this or even a sharing or what is moving in you? And so, cause the sparks have a lot of, there's a lot of pathway we could go down to and it's really, the most useful pathways are the ones that are important for you right now. So I would just, often I might ask a question or just raise your hand, interrupt me, and we can go on this discovery journey about what is up for you. Okay. I, does anybody need to say anything to land here or do you have any question about um, how this goes? Okay. Here we go. Sarah, are you with us? Yes, I am. Great. You can see us? I can see you. Great. We can see you. Okay. Spark 131. The distinction is it is impossible to be offended. Does everybody know what offended mean in English? Is, that, is it clear? Yeah, Maria? Great. Okay, we have it. Tom. Welcome. Good on this side. I'm going to I'm going to mute you, Barbara and Tom, while you get set up. Okay, so we can the recording people can just it's a less of a background noise. Okay, the notes. I'm starting to read. Perhaps you've had the experience, even during the past ten minutes where someone used a tone of voice that caused you to react. They insinuated implications, behaved disrespectfully, or assumed something false, and you suddenly felt a surge of emotion rushing through your veins. Perhaps you consider your, your reaction normal and justified. Perhaps you recognize it was emotional, perhaps you recognize it was emotional, but could do nothing to avoid it. Like trying to swim upstream while being stuck backwards over Niagara Falls. The emotion swallowed your center, obscured your presence, trapped you, your free perceptions, conquer your, conquer your body with hormones and engulfed your mind with stories. Does anybody ever experience anything like this? Okay. This is the experience of being offended. When we get offended, something like, like 
it said like there was a tone of voice an insinuation an assumption somebody said something and you thought they they were criticizing you or blaming you or making you responsible for something that you don't think you don't feel responsible for and then there's this like <gasps> this surge of emotion and hormones welcome vera welcome user we are already in the second paragraph of the spark. Now think about your box. Wait, I want to say something else before. So is everybody clear about the distinction between feelings and emotion? Okay, so feelings appear in the moment. I'll say even for the people who are... Vera, I'm going to mute you. You have sort of a background noise. Thank you. Um, just also for the people who are listening to this recording, the feelings come up. Feelings come up. There's anger, sadness, fear, and joy as feeling. There's four feelings. Anger, sadness, fear, and joy. They come up. They have information and energy for your life, for your relationship, for your destiny. They give you this information about what to do. There's something to be handled. If you're having a feeling, there's something to be handled. So anger is about, is about clarity. Fear is about creation and perception and awareness or focus, attention. Sadness is about connection and also about grieving or letting go. And then joy is about team building and celebration and motivation, going on adventures. So they come up, you use it for what it's telling you to use it for, and then it's gone out of your system forever. Very few of us have authentic feelings because most of what we feel are emotion, which feel exactly the same as feelings. There's anger, sadness, fear, and joy, emotion, and also mixed. You can mix anger, sadness, fear, and joy in all sorts of combination, and you get greed and jealousy and resentment and hatred and um, shame and guilt, all of those are mixed emotion. For example, shame and guilt, which are very famous ones in modern culture, is a mix of anger, sadness, and fear. Okay, And the anger is usually part of those mixed emotion, like shame and guilt. The anger is turned towards oneself about that there is a standard to which we have to like rise to there's a standard of what we should be or what we other people expect us to be and we haven't reached to that standard and therefore we feel guilty or we'll feel ashamed about not being good enough or not being perfect enough and that's the anger that is turned towards ourselves. so the emotion feels the same they come up and then you try maybe to do something you try to have this conversation or make a boundary or go away or you know share your sadness you want to connect and and nothing changes that thing keeps being there in your system for more than three minutes so anybody has ever been angry or sad or scared for more than five minutes like for a day for a year ten years some people are angry for like the rest of their life. They have emotional anger for something that happened when they were five years old and when they die, they still feel that anger. 
So in a way, when that happens, that means that this part of them has not grown up. They have been, they were stuck at five years old for their entire life until they died because that emotion was never completed or healed or heard. Okay. So I, some of you, you've heard us say that like Clinton and I and other people about the, that's the importance of going through emotional healing processes is that when you've had an emotion, when you were one, two, five years old, 15 years old, 20, and even later, you stop growing up. That's where that part of you is, is, is stopped. It, it, it blocks you from growing up. So to go through the emotional healing process, you release that knot that is in your five body system. You release that knot and get that energy back for your life for yourself as an adult and not as a five years old being offended and throwing a tantrum because that emotion was triggered. So this is, I think where we're going with this. I haven't read the spark uh, beforehand, but this being offended actually means it's a word that modern culture has invented to say having an emotional reaction. And I, I just want to tell you a little bit about, I, when I did this spark and I posted and I, I make an image each week about the spark. And so I typed in being offended and, and what does Google came, come up with this sentence being offended. And, and people were saying that the culture, like modern culture has evolved into what they call a cancel culture, which I don't, I haven't heard really before, but it's like, when somebody gets offended, then you, you have to stop saying the thing that makes them offended, which then makes you, you know, you get, and that, that was online, but also it happens with all the people around you. Some people just surround themselves with eggshell, surround themselves with eggs so that when you are around them, you have to walk on eggshell. Do you know anybody around you? where you have the experience that you have to walk on eggshell around them. You can't really say anything. You can't be, you know, honest or give feedback or, yeah. So this is a very clever technique to manipulate others to behave in the way that your box will be safe. Because if ever they walk on that eggshell and crack the eggshell, you become offended. And therefore, it's their responsibility for having created emotion in you. So it's like, you hurt me. You attacked me. So all of those are signs, like a hint about the eggshell that people put around them. Yeah, Vera. Yeah, I'd like, can you say a, few, a little bit about, um, so when, when, a person, it's not like about offend, being offended, but when a person actually verbally um, abuses or causes harm, like, how, you know, and how can you, I mean, I, I just, I know that you posted, and I posted as well, this um, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez answer. So she got called something, and it was, and the way that she replied, it wasn't coming from, you've offended me. Can you speak a little bit more about that, please? Well, yeah. So people are going to do, people around you, people in the world are going to do what they're going to do. 
like to to want to change other people is manipulation wanting to change other people so that they don't call you a fucking bitch or you know which is what this woman that's what she received or other words is manipulation and so the idea or the where we want to go with this or is is about being able to take care of myself i trust myself to take care of myself around anybody i trust myself so i don't trust others to take care of me i trust myself to take care of myself around anybody and any gremlin any box any uh hooks that's what we that's the what the gremlin sends the gremlin sends hooks you know so you are a fucking bitch is a gremlin hook sent from this guy to this woman. And she just didn't bite. She said, I'm going to take care of myself. And the way I'm going to do this is to explain with all four feelings. Okay. Those were not emotion that she was expressing in her, in her response were feelings, all four feelings about the consequences of his action. So there's a difference between a reaction and clarity. And she was using clarity and not a reaction of you should be something else. Actually, I think she says it in the, in her response. I don't, I don't expect you to change or I don't expect you to ap apologize. I have no expectation. So, and that would go also in the direction of having any expectations towards somebody, um, in a way that they should behave, like having any expectation on your partner, uh, your, your friends, uh, your colleagues, your boss about, you are my friend, therefore you should behave like this. The moment they won't behave like this, you will be offended because they would have not fulfilled your expectation. So it's to walk in the world, center grounded bubble, I, I take care of myself. I trust myself to take care of myself. Does that answer your question there? Okay. Okay. Hello, Gabriel. Welcome. So, and then now we're going to, so in the second paragraph, we start with now think about your box. So the box is your survival strategy. It's your defense mechanism. And so some people also call it your psychology or your character or your identity or uh, your worldview, your comfort zone, all of that are equivalent word for the box, which is what we call the comfort zone in, in possibility management. So you are inside of the box, okay? And this is a, might be a big news for some people, but you cannot live without a box, okay? The, the Buddhist, tradition sort of have this practices of trying to eliminate the box, trying to eliminate preferences, trying to eliminate um, identity. So you identified like with less and less and less and less. You're, they're trying to shrink the box to a minimum. Okay, that's the practice of Buddhism and I'm guessing Hinduism, I haven't studied it so well. In possibility management, what we do is called expand the box. So we try to make the box as big as possible 
to be able to identify with everything. So we have a choice of identity. The thing with the Buddhist is that if you identify with nothing, you go to the market and how are you going to buy vegetables? If you don't identify with being a buyer, if you don't identify with being connected to a seller, you know, that's the, so that's why they live in caves for 25 years with nobody around because that's, then you can identify with nothing. And here we're trying to make the big, the box as big as possible so we can shift identity from now to now to now and not be, not be uh, unconsciously uh, enmeshed, like identified with any of the identity. We can just pick and choose in every moment. Okay. So this is a little bit about the box. So now think about your box. I'm reading the purpose of your box. I would say the original purpose of your box is to prove itself right. So it can assure your survival. <laughs> Anybody has ever tried to be right here in a conversation? Yeah. Does anybody have even conversation in your head that proves you that you're right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have those two. And it's really, it's when you have them, just what I do is like, okay, that's, that's my gremlin, actually. The thing that's trying to be right is actually your gremlin. It's trying to prove that your box is right. And so you can just identify this part of you, say, this is my gremlin trying to be right, which you have a choice about either being right or being in connection. So in this conversation in your head, you always are the winner in the end. It's like you have the perfect answer to the perfect question. And, and it's like, okay, and there is no connection with that person to whom you're talking in your head. So because at the end, you would just be, I'm right. See? And then it's like, okay, and so what? And so what? Okay, so the purpose of your box is to prove itself right so it can assure your survival. Even if your box is being right about you being wrong. Meaning you being not wanted or worthless or unlovable, which is the characteristic of I am not I'm not okay box. Okay, there's two main kind of box, either I'm okay box or I'm not okay box. Where, so for the I'm not okay box, you must feel not okay to feel normal. If you check in yourself, how many of you think you have an I'm not okay box where you have to feel not okay to feel kind of yourself? Okay. Okay, so anyway, I want to say a story that we were practicing. I was doing a rage club and we were practicing being right in this because there's an, it's emotional, unconscious anger behind this willingness to be right. Can you feel that? This like question, answer, I've got it, you know, I'm stronger. It's like there's this emotional anger. And this woman would keep, would keep saying, well, I only trust, when somebody says something contrary to me, I only trust this other person. I stop trusting myself. Every time this, somebody says, no, you, you're wrong. No, no, it doesn't work like that. No, 
she says, I only trust the other person. So this is what it looks like being right about being wrong. For, that's an example of trying to always think the other person who disagrees with you is more right than you are. That's a, a big hint. Okay. So in the instant you experience something that challenge, wait, yeah. In the instant you experience something that challenges the rightness of your box, which for the I'm not okay box could be a sense of respect, of appreciation, of recognition, of being loved or wanted. So have you ever, the people who raise your hand about having an I'm not okay box, have you ever had a sense that somebody was trying to appreciate you or see you or be with you or want you and, and what I call you were freaking out? It was like, this is wrong, they're lying, they're manipulating me. Does that make any sense? Yeah. So that's the I'm not okay box trying to be right about I'm really not okay. So that's the experience. So in the instant somebody challenges the rightness of your box, your box, it goes into emergency mode and implement channel one or channel two of its defense, standard defense pattern. Channel one is usually some version of getting hysterical and attacking the aggressor, which is what I noticed in in this answer of this woman, this woman, Alexandra, Alexandria, that she was answering this guy who called her a fucking bitch and was speaking her heart. She was speaking her anger and fear and sadness and joy and was not hysterical, which is so rare for public figures to answer in a non-hysterical way. You can even turn off the sound and just look at their behavior and see their hysteria in when somebody, their box get hooked or get, get in this emergency mode. Okay, so that's channel one, which is hysterical and attacking. And if that fails, if the other person doesn't get into that low drama, that back and forth of hysteria and attack, then if that channel one fails, then channel two is applied by collapsing and getting depressed and leaving. Is that familiar for anybody? These box reaction are as unconscious, unconscious as drone prison guard system detecting a movement near the perimeter and automatically gunning it down without caring if it is an escaping prisoner, a curious dog, or a kid flying a kite. The point is, if your box is running your life, if you're identified with your box, if you think those emotions are true, emotional reactions will be normal for you. So most people on the planet are identified with their box because when we grow up, when we are like from zero, even in the mom's belly to up to 18 years old, we need a box. We need a box to survive and to learn how to interact with our environment and how to be safe because we can't feed ourselves, we can't protect ourselves, you know, up to like basically 15 or 16 years old. 
So we need the box. And what is supposed to happen is when we are 15, 16, 17, 18, up to like 22, 23 years old, we're supposed to go through adult, adulthood and archetypal initiatory processes that makes us disidentified with our box. Okay, this is one of the first initiation. I have a box, I'm not my box. The second initiation is I have a body, I'm not my body. Those are the core initiation. And we are supposed to go through that initiation when we're about 18 years old, around. The thing is, for the past 6,000 years, the patriarchal capitalist empire has killed initiation so that that doesn't exist in our life anymore. It does not exist in the culture, in the modern culture. We turn 18 and we get, we can drink and we can drive and we can take drugs and we can travel without a parent's permission, but that is about it. There's nothing that takes us from this childhood to this adulthood. So this is why I was saying in the beginning, most people only feel emotion because of this identification with the box. The box only has emotion. The box only has emotion, which has nothing to do with the present. So you, that means you're not actually present, connected, vulnerable, authentic in the here and now. You're running your life sometimes as a five years old, sometimes as a seven years old, sometimes as a 12 year old, whatever emotion came, comes up and whenever that emotion was created. So it, it is right now, it becomes pretty obvious that we have CEOs of companies and presidents of countries that have stopped growing at about three years old. And they are running countries and nuclear weapons and armies and um, supporting corporation uh, polluting water and destroying indigenous land and chopping down forest. And so all of those, it is like you have a five years old running in the, you know, running in the street or in the garden. And you say, okay, you, you're going to be at the head of a country now. This is exactly what is happening. And, 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 and it's like, okay, we can see it. And in others, because it is so easy to see other people's box and other people's emotional reaction. And we are just like, Oh yeah, she has a box. Oh, he definitely has a box. And, and she, I hate her box actually. Right. You know, and, but we don't say that we say, I hate her, but really what we mean is I hate her box. So the hardest box to see is our own. So we, we think this is the thing. If your box is running your life, emotional reaction will be normal to you. And you're just like this. It is really like that. My emotion is true. It is really like that. So it is really um, this work of disidentification and being able to look at ourselves and our box and say, okay, this is an emotional reaction. It has nothing to do with what is happening right now. And call up, you know, now you're in this group and you have other groups that call up a couple people say, I'm having an emotional reaction. I need to go through a process. Will you hold space for me? This is so important because you might have techniques to make it go away. So a lot of like meditation or I'm going to take a bath, I'm going to walk in nature and going to center myself, make those hormones sort of go away. Okay, we can make them go away. Do not worry that in the next hour or day or week, there will be a similar circumstances that's going to push that button on your box 
and boom, it's going to come back again. So you can try to make it go away your entire life. It's never far. But if you go through it, it is gone for the rest of your life. Okay, I'll keep reading. Anything from anybody? Okay. How does your box trigger emotional reaction? By repeating one of its standard offending stories to you. By repeating one of its standard offending stories to you and limiting your attention to focus on a circumstance that confirms your story. If you pay close attention, you will see that the box's story comes first, then the emotional reaction. You have the story first and the story triggers the emotional and the hormone. So it's like from the mind first that triggers the emotional body. Okay, those are two different bodies. For example, this is a great example. So if a woman is speaking to her husband and the, and the man's box tells him the story, she thinks I'm stupid. Any men ever had that experience? That woman, you thought that woman thought, you thought that the woman were telling you that you were stupid. Come on. Because women, we do talk like that to men. So I'm pretty sure you've had that experience. Okay, in any case, so she thinks I'm stupid. And then he focuses his attention on the tone of her voice. Then he might say, why are you harping on me? If the woman's box tells her the story, then you're in, we're in, in the woman's box world now. The woman's box tells her the story. He's ignoring my intelligence again. Any woman ever had that experience that a man was ignoring her beautiful capacities? Okay, we have that story. Then she might respond, I'm just being clear about where to put the frying pan, honey. When do, when do you react? I ask, oh, when you react, oh no, when you don't react, sorry. I assume that you don't hear me, so I speak louder. I would never put that pan there. And we're back in the man's box. Then if the man's box then tells him the story, she never apologizes. Then he might respond with, the pan would be better kept here. You could apologize to me for that tone in your voice. Okay, back to the woman's box. If the woman's box tell, herself the, tell her the story, he is punishing me with depression again. She might say, are you going to shut down in that in that shut? Are you going to go into that shutdown mood again? Okay, so this is all box relating to box. This kind of conversation—it's all box believing their story and talking to another box believing its story. Yeah, Vera. Yeah, I just wanted to everyone to notice that little smile that some. If you had a little smile, that's, that's your gremlin having fun with that low drama. That's your gremlin eating, eating that low drama for breakfast. So that just to notice the, the energy signature in it. That's it. Thank you.
So this realization, the realization that this is all box has a terrible implication. If you are ever offended, you know, and I, I was going to say, you can be offended like 80% in being outraged and disgust and like saying, this is not okay. And that other mother at school, she should have never spoken to me like that. And it's seriously, I'm going to talk to the principal or whatever, you know, this is like 80% offended and you make a huge story about it. And it kind of eats up your dinner with your husband and your weekend with your children. And the whole thing is about this mother who used that tone of voice on Friday afternoon or something. Okay, but there's also sometimes you get offended 5% or 10%. And it's just like, God, you know, she never apologizes, Jesus. Or why does he speak to me like that? I didn't do anything. Or God, I'm really, I think I'm, I'm not good enough. Or, you know, all those little things. And then you try to smooth it over and try to, you know, watch a movie or go for a walk or, and it's still there. What I want to say is that those little offended pieces are still there. And it's like a little broken, it's like a part of the relationship that just breaks. Because there's a part of a relationship where you don't feel 100%, uh, I would say, safe or like 100%. Uh, I don't really like using the word free. Like 100%. Uh, freedom of movement let's say to to speak or to be or to breathe or to share the little things that are going on for you that you know because that that bridge is broken and it's like and then it gets broken and another one gets broken and another one gets broken and after 10 years you're just wondering why what are you doing with that person sitting across from you from the table because it's like there's no there's no more there's no more space. There's no more space of freedom of movement or safety because all those little bridges were broken. And that's true for a partner, but it's so true also for a brother or sister or for a friend or for somebody you started a business with and you were like on fire in the beginning and then all those bridges got broken by little being offended by little things here and there and never actually uh, admitting that you were, it was an emotional box reaction either from your side or from their side. So it's also, it, it's about also noticing the little ones and just being really clear and revealing those little, like push of adrenaline. You can feel your heart beating faster or this like, mm, this, it's like a tightness. So this realization has a terrible implication. If you are ever offended, you are offending yourself by believing your box's stories. If you are ever offended, you are offending yourself by believing your box's stories. Okay, the thing about stories is that we are story makers. We make up story. Every story, every sentence that has what I would call is glue. So, is, am, are, uh, were, was, could, should, must, uh, did, don't, do, like all those words, when you put a story like that, this is all made up. I am hurt, or um, you attacked me, or 
you you do never apologize or i only i only do what you want me to do or like on and on and on just like all of those are stories that we have made up and we could make up basically any story there's an unlimited of stories that we can make up at any time about anything before we realize that mechanism of story making the only stories that we make are to fit the righteousness of our box we make up the story that will make our box feel normal and comfortable. Without, and then we believe those stories. We think those are true. This is, this is how the world is, or this is how this person is, or this is how I am. And it's to, real, like, to get aware of this story mechanism. And so I don't know if this is one of the experiments, but I, a, an experiment that I've been doing is when I notice I'm making a story, and then I start looking for different stories. I start looking for different stories. So I know I've been talking about this thing, but just because it's uh, in my awareness, but this woman in this response, uh, AOC, in this response to this guy calling her a fucking bitch, at the end, she says, I am grateful. I am grateful that you did what you did because it gave me an opportunity to share this response. Okay, this is a totally different story than saying, you did this to me, you're a patriarchal asshole, um, I hate you. You know, all of those could be really valid stories and a lot of women would stand behind her and say, yes, you are. You know, and it's like, the more people believe your story, the more righteous you might feel about it. And the thing that, and the fact that she could tell a totally different story by feeling glad that this happened is just, she somehow has practiced her story mechanism. Just practice the story mechanism. So we can, you can do that. Looking for, there's one story, you can notice, God, this is a story, and look for three different stories. You make up three different stories. So that's a cool experiment to do for the rest of your life, as I would, yeah. So the way out, the way out of offending yourself by believing your box's story is to identify your box's story as only your box's story and let them jet past you, let them just jet past you like a bullfighter sidestape a, a charging bull. Okay, so in any case, I'll skip that one. Okay, but you don't do that. Okay, we, we don't do that. We don't sidestep saying, you know, put the flag on the side. Let's put the flag on the side. The story is on the side instead of being in front of you and put it on the side. Okay, we don't do that. Instead, you let the stories hit you square in the heart and react emotionally. Why would you prefer to get offended? Because of the benefit. The benefit is to let your box take responsibility for your life. Then your, your box is running your life and not you. Your emotions are running your life and not you. This is what we call in possibility management being a zombie. A zombie or like a sleep, people who are sleepwalking is that their life is run by their emotion. They believe their emotions are true, but it is like a, 
it is really to be seen as it's a machine. The emotion is mechanical and it will go around and around until you heal it. And that does not, that means that you're not in charge. You don't get to decide. That's, that's the difference or the distinction between conscious and unconscious. Unconscious means you don't get a choice. You have not built enough distinction or matrix or practice or experiment to have a choice about your behavior. Conscious is you know what is the purpose of your, of your behavior. You can, and you can feel the pain of the purpose. Yeah, Yosef. I just remember situations in the past when uh, I got triggered by my girlfriend, uh, something around uh, she's not uh, really caring for me, she's not loving me by some little action, just very little action. And then the, the, the thing is that uh, there is such a strong physical reaction in the body, I could notice. So it's really it's changing the, the whole hormones uh, and it, it feels so real. So that the, the real problem is when you think it's real because it's in the body physically, it's so much evidence, still step out and to see that as, as a game or to see that as a, as a story unfolding itself. And, and the, for me, the challenge is really to, to not believe it in this moment because it's so, it feels so real, but to have a stronger force that is able to see that this is a kind of a film uh, because in the film it can feel as so real as well, so you might get terrified. And but we're creating our own film, and it's very uncomfortable to step out and not to continue feeling that. It's great, yeah. I, you know, it's great in those moments to have a couple of sentences that you've you've practiced, like that you sort of those are the same sentences that you're gonna use, and it's. And it's sort of, okay, stop. You, you stop everything and you, you pause for a second and you just, you know, if you have the slightest doubt that it's an emotion, just assume it's an emotion. Mm. If it's the slightest doubt, you know, 1%, you're just, okay, it's an emotion. And you say, I'm sorry. I was talking to you from an emotional reaction, like from my boxes believing this story. And actually, I want to be with you. So I need 20 minutes because as you say, Joseph, there's really this physical part that makes it so real, that we think it's so real. And it needs like 20 minutes to actually get out of our body. Okay, you say, I need 20 minutes where I'm not talking to you to let those, you know, I'm not talking to you and I'll, I'll come back and talk to you in 20 minutes. So that could be the sentence. And, and the other part is, go to the emotional healing process and yeah sometimes humor helps for me because then I'm, I'm making fun of that and i can more easily step out and i even have a name for some parts of me which react to this and that and then we can con communicate uh, okay this is this part that is now active so sometimes this works but can you can you say like can you describe one of your parts and what the name of it uh, one part would be um, a part that is very um, um, the contrary of generous, where I, I'm trying to save money and not uh, to be very very scarce 
thinking very sparsely. And this, this person, this part is called Eric. For some reason, somehow it popped up. And whenever I'm in this mood where I feel that I'm, I will go broke when I pay this now, um, so I'm aware, okay, this is now kicking, the Eric part kicking in and, and running my life. So, and then it allows me to step out more often and to become myself, still feeling that, okay, I don't like to do it, but I can do it. But Eric, then Eric is not running my life in this moment. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, I found that also really useful to have the, in there's a, this child part and it can have your nickname as a child and you can feel when that child takes over and we have a lot of parts. We have like maybe a hundred parts in us. So it's kind of a zoo in there. And it's great to know which animal is talking. <laughs> okay. Here we go. So even if being offended feels uncomfortable, this is really big. Even if being offended feels uncomfortable because we feel those like anger, sadness, fear, often mix, greed, like you were saying, Joseph, really strongly. And if we're not okay with feeling, then we would consider that uncomfortable. It is a familiar discomfort. So as long as it is familiar, you know how it's going to go. You know what comes next. You know what the next story is. You know what the next sentence is. And it just feels comfortable. So it is sort of like being amazed about our hum human like creativity about like that depression for a lot of people is just, it's their home. Depression is their home. And, they, and if they don't feel depressed, that, would, that is uncomfortable. That is new. They don't know who they are. It's like, who are you when you're not feeling offended? Who are you when you're not feeling depressed? Who are you when you're not uh, playing small? Okay, those are really dangerous questions. Maybe it's um, one thing is that I think that um, stepping out of an, of an old channel needs energy because it's our brain usually tries to go the, the least um, difficult way. And it's still more easy to follow the old path than um, creating a new, uh, a new connection in the brain. So it, it's always also something that you need to, or I need to then invest energy in, into a new behavior. The, yeah. yeah, go ahead there. Yeah, and it's also, it's also, it seems that it's also easier instead of um, stopping to do a behavior to do something else instead. It seems that it's easy to do something else instead than just to stop it. So that's, I think that's why like finding um, different stories or evidence, like actively look for the opposite evidence of, of these things, doing these practices and experiments can be really valuable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I wanted to add that um, this is really the cool part of the work of possibility management and is that we're not doing psychotherapy. Like we're not, we're not trying to fix people or saying, um, 
trying to make you guys functional into your old life. And um, so, you know, modern culture medicine would be, okay, you get depression, we're going to get you pills so you can go back to work. No. Or um, you're grieving and therefore you get a two weeks off leave of absence so then you can come back to work as if grieving is like a disease or something. And so you have to be away from people in that time or, and in, in, in possibility management are, are the, the work is how to create new possibilities. So as you say, Joseph, it's like how to create new pathways that um, are easily like are more easily have less resistance than, than the old patterns that we have. And what we've discovered is, when you build matrix, while you build matrix and get new distinction, it is, becomes more painful to do it the old way. The, the, the old way becomes more painful than trying something new. And so it's this like a measure of pain and, it, and realizing that life is pain. Life is pain, everything is pain. And, but we, the new distinction and the new experiments creates more pain to do it the old way. And then it's like, and then automatically, like you don't really have to do anything. Evolution happens by reflex. When you have built more matrix, automatically you kind of level up, you, you get to the next um, level of awareness and consciousness and therefore responsibility as responsibility is consciousness in action. So if you're aware, of something in five bodies, then you can take responsibility for it. So until you're aware that being offended is an emotional reaction, there is very little chance for you to take responsibility of um, the mechanism behind being offended and choose something else. So first we build awareness and then you can, then automatically responsibility comes with it. So even if being offended feels uncomfortable, it is a familiar discomfort. And while your box is generating your emotional reaction, reactions, it wags its tail like a pr proud dog, having dug up your freshly plant flower garden to bring you a dead squirrel. Okay, that's your gremlin. Being offended is is the best a person can do when their box is in charge. Okay, this is a huge piece of clarity in terms of also relating to people that are being offended around you because, for example, you might be changing. So there are some friends or family or partner who might be, get offended because you are not the person they thought you were. Okay, being offended is the best a person can do when their box is in charge. They cannot do anything else. So the only thing you can really do is to be with them or like, so it's not about being adaptive or being um, like a, like a old rug for emotional reactivity. This is not what I'm talking about, but you can be with them while they're being offended and be amazed at their box and being like, God, this is really incredible your mechanism is really incredible and just kind of be with them and to not if you if you buy into their story of being offended then you hooked then you think they are their box 
instead of connecting to their being or who they are or what's possible or their potential or it's just it's also sort of giving up on them or um yeah like you you also are then you're stuck in their own boxes belief you you step into their box and say oh yes yes it's horrible in there god it's like you're right you're a victim it's jesus it stinks and people are mean and you know it's like you really it's like you step into their like their film world like the box can be a film and as as long as you stay outside of it you can see the camera rolling and be like god this is incredible that you believe that this is true but the moment you get into the movie there it is it's over it is over you're with them in their hooks Okay, so this is sort of um, what I was talking about. So, this is pretty radical. When you grant a third person the authority to have a valid opinion, such as in a community of three or more adults, suddenly you no longer can count on your boxes as the ultimate authority. I'm going to keep reading. I'm not understanding it yet. So it can no longer self declare its own righteousness and frequently gets outvoted with feedback from others. If your community is centered on ongoing adulthood initiatory processes, group intelligence can provide tremendous relief for your being and tremendous outrage for your box's ego or your box and your gremlin. Does anybody live in such community or you have a team like that where you have feedback is ongoing and it's centered around adulthood initiatory processes? People, what are you doing? Okay, this is, <laughs> this is the work. So you can find, okay, it doesn't have to be where you live 100%, but you can find a team. You can build your own team, build your own possibility team, study group, um, research team, whatever you want to call it, like Magic Tuesday, and where you, it's not about doing mush, magic mushroom, but it's about doing magic group intelligence, okay? You meet together, and during that time, this community, the box does not have authority. Anybody's box, especially your own, but anybody else's. And the way it works is if you set a context where at the center is um, bright principles like love or clarity or possibility or evolution or transformation or empowerment or uh, adulthood like initiatory processes or so initiation or if you say this is what we're going to be creating for the next two or three hours and we're going to be doing experiments that will take us, that will make us have more ability to have those forces in our life. We're gonna do experiment and practices so that we have more and more ability and capacity to have those forces in our lives. Okay, the box and gremlin have no interest in evolution. They have no interest in transformation or in love or in clarity or in possibility, or in empowerment, or in connection, or community, or none of that. That means you're already 
pulling the rug out of the ground on which the box can stand. You say, the box don't stand here. And the way to keep uh, that context deepening is by using group intelligence. That means you break out in groups of two or three, and you, there's, we're building a whole, with Clinton, we're building this startover.xyz game. There's like more than 350 websites like half of them are really filled up with experiment that are designed for this kind of community. So you go on a website, you pick a couple experiments and that will be enough for an evening. And it's experiment uh, like, for example, what are, in what ways, please give me feedback in what ways I'm destroying intimacy with you. What are the ways that I undermined or I avoid or I uh, stay superficial in the way that I am intimate with you. Okay. And then the other person is going to look at your box and your gremlin and tell you, and then you will have to look at the box and gremlin. And the only, just the, the procedure of looking, of having more awareness about your box and gremlin is like the Heisenberg principles is the moment you look at your box, it will go liquid because the box is hiding box wants to hide just to, just the practice of looking at it will make it go liquid and come back in a different shape which will be expanded okay so there's thousands of those experiments and usually people say they're like terrified the night before like they're like i don't want to go to this meeting i'm tired i had a long day at work i had a fight with my partner i had i don't want to go and then if you really commit and you go there people say that that's where their life changed. That's where they found their friends. That's where they um, found a space where they actually never want to leave. They're like, this is, this is a, the moment of my week that actually feeds me and nourishes me. And I'm, I get out of there and I'm like, I'm radiant. I'm radiant. So you can give yourself the permission to build a space where you're going to get out of there and be radiant and be nourished and be loved and be experimenting and be with others so stephanie stephanie do you have a possibility team around you um no not really like we had a we had a group of when we uh, took um like when we joined the um, that summit that was just the, the conflict transformation summit yeah so there and Annika is actually from the group. So we, we know from there. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, we didn't, like we said, the weekly meetings, but we didn't meet every time. Like once, I myself, I couldn't, someone else couldn't. That once it was just two of us. And then, like, but we see, we even said we want to continue. Um, like, even the summit is over, we want to continue. So yeah. we see, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What really helps, you know, is to have two or three people who take a stand, who says, I want that space to be there. Those are two or three people. So if one of you can't come, then there's as a, you know, the two other people can hold space mm. and you say, I'm going to do it. We, we're going to do it weekly. Whatever happens, whatever happens is going to be every week. And then the people around are going to come and go. And some people will stick and some people will just come once. And it doesn't really matter because you have this team of three that is just committed. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, sorry. Do, do you suggest, um, like, I mean, can it be, is it better to have the group with people, let's say, that you already know, like friends of, let's say, like, I'm not living in Sweden, but there's friends in Germany, of course, or is it more, is it, is it better actually, or doesn't it matter to make a group with total strangers? Like, let's say, Annika and me, for example, we are actually strangers, like, we met, like, once or twice on, on Zoom, yeah. um, but let's say groups like the others in this group as well, like, let's say here in Sweden or all over the world, just yeah what do you suggest i think both i think i would make an invitation quite you know i would make it wide and and see what the resonance is and so you might have a mix of friends from germany and then other strangers and then you know we were kind of strangers here i mean there's a there's a few new people here but we've i've been doing this holding space for the past four months and we were kind of strangers and now we're not really because after four months of this it's like we've We've just been vulnerable and in places of um, where the being takes more space. So, yeah. Cool. Well, so, would you be one of those three people? Mm -hmm. um, I would love to. The thing is just like, I cannot, like, and my life is so, like, I don't have a schedule or anything. I don't have any routine. So it's very hard for me to be one who really commits and is really there. So, but um yeah otherwise so that was that's that was the possibility about having two other people who might have a more regular right. schedule and yeah. you can have a different energy in the space which is not about being there every week but you know inviting people checking on people and and saying okay i wasn't there for this experiment would somebody do it over the week for me with me and just bringing energy to that group so there's a lot of different possibilities. Yeah. That would be nice, actually, I think. Okay. Okay, I'll let you talk with Annika after this call. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Maria, do you, you have a team. Have you ever held space for the team in Berlin? No, I haven't. When are you going to hold space? I don't know. Hey, you get one chance in this in, in this call you get one chance about saying i don't know okay you, you can only say i don't know once and you've already said it so this is used yeah. up this is, a, this is the rule okay when are you going to hold space for the possibility team in berlin <laughs> yeah i have so many excuses right now that hmm no my box my box has so many excuses yeah my box has so many excuses and reasons and stories and can you tell us one where's the feeling mm, i think i feel afraid that i can't hold space i want to give you a little coaching okay because you said i think i feel mm. which those are two different bodies okay feelings this is the big news that not in your mind they are in your heart would you start again? So I feel afraid that I cannot hold space. What evidence do you have for that story? God, this is a really poor story. You don't have any evidence to support it. This is a very flimsy story. Yeah, it is because I already hold space and it worked. <laughs> yeah. 
It is a very poor story. Okay. Well, you know, you know, life is short. Why don't you change your story? Yeah. Okay. What would be a new story? An empowering one, you know, contrary to a disempowering one. Mm. Well, give me a hint. Well, you, you already said it. Yeah, Vera, do you want to say something? I was going to give a hint or a possibility for a story. Go ahead. I experiment with holding space. Mm. Or I'm learning, or I, I try different things. You would have to say it if you actually take that on as a new story. Yeah, so I experiment with holding space. What feeling is behind experimenting? Joy. Okay. Curiosity. So curiosity is great. It's a mixed feeling. Mm. Mixed emotion, which is, so there's joy in, check it out, close your eyes, look inside, there's a sensation of curiosity. Fear. Yeah, joy and fear. Okay, you don't have to mix them together. You need them both se separately. So could you say the new story with the feelings, the two, the two different feelings? So I am afraid to hold space and I feel joy about experimenting with holding space. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, now my question. When are you gonna hold space for the possibility team in Berlin? Maria, I don't think you know really what you are. I don't really think you know what you are. What do you mean? Exactly what I'm, I just said. I don't think you know what you are. You don't know that you're a feminine force of nature. that has total power and clarity to hold space. Your box does not, that is for sure. Your box cannot hold space, but you, this different part of you, is a feminine force of nature. You are jacked in into the source of being the feminine everythingness that has so much rage and so much sadness, so much joy, and also so much fear. But really in the beginning, it's so much rage about how it's not working, how, how everything is not working, how all of it has to be fixed. And this is the power of the feminine is we can look around and say, see, like here I'm looking around and there's only fucking olive trees. Like what are we gonna do with all this olive? Nobody's growing squash, nobody's growing Nobody's planting trees to harvest the water 
In La Gomera, they have trees that goes on top of the mountain, harvest the moisture of the air, and it rains underneath. Here, nobody has taken the authority back enough to say, I'm going to take a stand and replant all those mountains that were planted with oak trees that the Venetian people came and chopped down to build Venice. You know, Venice is built on those poles. Okay, those are all oak trees from Crete. It's insane. So you have access to that rage, you know, and you look around in Berlin and it's like, it's all not working. It is an insane city. And this is, that's, that's what you need. That is all you need to hold space. Yes, there's some, you know, like, um, technology and practices and experiments and you can be more and more elegant at holding space but nobody's asking you to be elegant i'm just i'm i was asking you when are you going to hold space so i'm not letting this go okay i will make an invitation for it for when by when in two weeks. In two weeks, on the Friday. You do it Friday at noon, correct? Yeah, but I can't because I have some, something going on until one o'clock, so I have to make an invitation for a bit later. Great. So then you can also be there. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Anybody would like to take a stand? Or team Gabriel, what is going on in France? Dans les Vosges. <laughs> uh, I was feeling it was my turn to speak, so. <laughs> um, actually, my, uh, my friend told me that I should start something already. She told me, well, what you are sharing with uh, possibility management gives you some energy. So you might start something. The difficulty for me is that it is in English and I would love to share it in, fr in French. Yeah. So. Can I, I want to say one thing. I've yes. spent a lot of time translating about 20 sparks in French, exactly yes. for that purpose. Oh. Have you seen them? Yeah, I've seen some of them. Okay. Already. Okay. Mm. So what you're saying to me, it's, it's already possible, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Because you could start a, you know, a possibility team. I mean, that's a great way to start a team is you start with spark number one because the first 10 ones are sort of building up on each other, like from one to 10. And then, and then they're more like you can sort of pick and choose. But the first 10 ones is about the box and the gremlin and the story making. And this is really the fundamental of the rest of the spark. And you do exactly what we're doing right here. And some words you will have only heard in English and you will have to find a way to translate it. But I, you know, my French is so rusty after not speaking it for five years, but yours is just like, it's your mother tongue. So yeah. I think you'll do just fine. 
All right, so I will try as Vera suggested. <laughs> she, that was not her suggestion. Ah, uh, helped. Uh, helped. Like, uh, this is when I feel this uh, energy of uh, sharing this uh, work, like in, um, in France with friends. Um, there is this uh, kind of objection within me who say, hey man, you're already taking a lot of time to build what I'm doing now. And then you need more time to invest in, you know, translating, sharing, and blah, blah, blah. So there's this kind of, uh, I don't know, part within me who's saying this, who have this kind of objection and saying, um the story about time but uh, i know this is not true on the other side so you, you you're going to try to make me believe that you're a victim of time that's going to be really bad for you no <laughs> <laughs> no no i, I know there is only decision and the, the moment i make a decision then, then there is no story about time so Look at Gabriel, I think also there's, you're not trusting Echo, the Earth Coincidence Control Office, which is the Bureau, the Coincidence, the Bureau de Control des Coincidences de la Terre. Mm. It doesn't sound so cool in French, but I think it would work. Okay, Echo, you know, why are you coming here every week? How come you're sharing so much? And then this friend is like, to the point that he's saying, okay, you need to build a group. You need to share this. Okay, this is Echo opening doors or painting doors for you, like showing you doors. Whether you're going to say yes or no is up to you. I'm just, from my own experience, when I've been saying yes to Echo, my life has taken turns that I didn't know it would take and I feel really glad about them. Mm. So, you know, it's when you say it's only decisions, I'm saying actually you still think you're in charge of your life mm -hmm. and you could lose control or like loosen the tightness about that, that actually, you don't, you, you're not in charge of your life and echo is, and whether you're going to let it is that would be the decision. Mm. Okay. Well, let us know. Okay. If you start a group, because I have a few people, if you would do it online, I, I have a few people who might be interested in joining in French. Oh, great. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I want to check with Barbara and Tom. Have you, do you have a team wherever you are? Do you have a team with Anna Sarah? You're muted. Would you unmute? Barbara, you're muted. Yeah. Aha. Uh -huh. Yes. Yes, good. We can hear you. Um, we have a little group together with people who uh, who we live in. Uh, yeah, we have people who live together. It's it's sort of fallen apart a little bit because of holidays. We've got the summer holidays here, but I feel really inspired to to get it going again. Cool. And I think it's really um, it's important to. 
um, yeah, one person says we're going to meet, and if three come or only one comes, then still keep the appointment. Yeah, I do. Yeah, a little sidestep. I don't know if this is possible to ask now. I do things with my daughter, mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's very um, healthy. I, I don't know. I think that it's like, it's a personal, it's a personal choice. I, okay. I had to really take like a couple years, two and a half years, really away from my parents and do my own evolution. And now my mom usually comes to the spark. So she's been into a rage club and, and it's been really fantastic because <laughs> I, we've, I've been through this initiation with her of saying, now I'm a woman. I'm not your daughter anymore. I'm going to call you Lee and not mom. And I'm, I'm a daughter, you know, walking next to you. And I, okay. uh, I'm a woman. Sorry, I'm a woman walking next to you. And so in that relationship, it's, it's been working fantastic. So I would say just keep having that question. Mm -hmm. And when it's, it doesn't feel appropriate anymore, just say, okay, we pause for a while. And then, yeah, that's okay, how we thanks. go about it. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what Anna is saying. She's saying, you know, I'm not your daughter anymore. I'm a person on my own. We're in this sort of process. Great. But, um, yeah, that takes away a bit of this fear of, um, of it. Yeah, definitely. You might, you might want to check the website called Mother Graduation. Mm -hmm. Mother Graduation. And anyone here who has children, you can also do the Father Graduation. It's just written as mother, but it's, you can mm -hmm. read it exactly. And it's father graduation. And it's about saying, I've completed my job. I've completed okay. my job as a mother. And now I'm starting a new chapter in my life. And mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've done what I needed to do. And now you are not my responsibility anymore. Mm -hmm. And okay. it is such a big energetic shift uh, for both of you. And, and, but Anna, so Anna is not invited to the party. Okay. You have to have a party with friends and whoever you want to invite, you know, mm -hmm. your husband, Tom, but Anna is not there. And it's, it's mm -hmm. about you graduating from having been a mom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She did suggest that. Okay. She did suggest that we're, we're yeah. Cool. But thanks. It's yeah. yeah. Good. Thank you. I, I somehow wanted to say one thing. Uh, oh yeah. For the possibility team, like whoever is holding space, a big hint is do what you want to do. Try to not mm -hmm. figure out about what other people want to do because mostly they don't know. And then it's get into this adaptive game of trying to guess what would be the most useful. And, and it's about do what turns you on because then you'll create a space that is turned on, that is ecstatic. And, and then people will just be attracted to that and they will be ecstatic with you in your ex ecstasy. So that, okay. that's a big hint. Yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks. Okay, actually, Vera, when are you building your possibility team? Hi, I was uh, just uh, planning that actually. Um, yeah, I mean, besides the holding of the trainer path in Brazil, I, I wanted to offer yeah online possibility team to. I would say global. So hmm? you say when you say I'm going to offer, I would mm -hmm. I would took a different. Um, like direction because you make already a lot of offers, which is then built also for others. You know, it's, it's yeah. built for others. 
And so say, um, if I hold or I am part of a team, then it's for you. And it's, um, you know, whatever, whatever you, you cannot find in the trainer path, what you, what you cannot find in, you know, in the different groups that you are. And yeah. Okay. So how is that different from, for example, the, the women adulthood experiment, which it's not for, it's also for me, you know? So, right. No, yes. it would be something like that. Okay. It would be in the same, that same direction. Cool. Yeah. When am I going to do it? I'm going to start in August. Okay. Okay. Yay. Any, anybody, anybody else, anybody else wanting to start some Joseph, how are we doing? In Austria, this big country, people need you. Definitely. Yes. I've already started to write some, some names here and I feel it's totally time now to, to get started with that. Um, I'm just thinking of uh, a mix of um, physical meeting and of virtual, or is, is it your experience that, um, because I think some physical or an in-person meeting would be beneficial as well, and uh, that to, to enrich it with uh, the option to uh, check in also virtually. But I think there is at least uh, some kind of uh, personal meeting is, is uh, beneficial. I think so too. It's this being able to hug and, and touch and re look, you know, I don't know, look in people's eyes. I mean, you can look online. I, I think this physical, and there's this commitment of traveling, you know, you travel to a place and there's this other added, added part of commitment, which um, creates something. So I would, yeah, do both. If some people are just, you know, on the other side of Austria or in Germany or, and you can have one week, one week, or I think it's worth experimenting. Mm. Do you have um, kind of um, people that from Austria that already are linked with um, PM? There's two trainers, uh, Martina and Ojo. I can't, uh, yeah, Martina and Ojo. They live in Vienna, I think. Okay, well, that's here. I'm here in Vienna. Okay, yeah, they're, oh. great, they're great people. Um, can I get in touch with them as well? Yeah, I'll send you their info. Perfect. Yeah, cool. I'll do it next week. So I'll, I'll send out the invitations and get, get started with the team building in, in the first place. Cool. Okay, let, let us keep going. God, we have half an hour and a few experiments to do. Um, there's one more paragraph on the, on the notes. Certain people, certain people try to control others around them by threatening to become offended. This is what I started with. Thus forcing everyone to walk on eggshell and avoid core issues. Such threats lose power when you recognize that anyone can be offended, can arrange to be offended about anything. Mm -hmm. I would say for no reason. Mm -hmm. Someone might be offended if you wear red or don't wear red. Someone might be offended if you give flowers or don't give flowers. Someone might be offended if you speak out or don't speak out and so on. It is not possible to hurt. Okay, this is a big clarity. It is not possible to hurt someone else's feeling. It is impossible. So when somebody says, you hurt me, 
you already know that they're in a low drama and they're in the victim position trying to make you the persecutor. It is not possible to hurt someone else's feeling because they can decide. If it, they exactly. Yeah. And as an adult, you decide, you decide you're responsible for your own feeling. You take responsibility for your own feelings and your emotion and to know the distinction between your feelings and in your, in your emotion. The insult is completely manufactured by the experience, by the experiencer of the insult. You hurt me. We hurt our own feelings to play out low dramas that unconsciously feed our gremlin. It is all box mechanics. It's like the mm -hmm. laws of physics. It's really as uh, certain as the laws of physics. This is how the box mechanics work. I, I, I was realizing that recently is, in a way, it's like if you're not really offending people, that means you're not really being yourself. Okay, so this is a great measure of if nobody's offended around you, there's some place where you're not playing, you're playing dead, you're not playing full out, you're not being yourself. Okay, so. The holy one. Okay. Okay, experiment number one, there's three of them. And the first one is a decision. Okay, experiment number one, start by assuming that your box is running your life. This is the experiment. This is 99% guaranteed to be true. And if by some miracle it is not true, you can still benefit from doing this experiment. So just assume that your life is run by your box, by your comfort zone. So then there's step one and step two. Step one, detect to what degree your box is running your life. Remember, the box promotes survival, whereas being, whereas your being thrive on living. There's a big difference between surviving and living. To detect your current state of affairs, split a piece of your attention. Okay, you have your attention and you can split it in actually different pieces. Split a piece of your attention and have it neutrally observe what stories your box tell you. Do this 24 seven. A big clue for detecting box activity is if you have voices in your head. In Eric Burns' Ego State Thought Map, which, uh, Vera, would you post the Ego State website? Thank you. So, if you have voices in your head, then you are in the parent ego state, which is a, a box ego state. When you when in your head you hear either critical voices, okay, you are worthless, you're not good enough, see everybody else is doing it and not you, or nurturing voices like, I'm the best and I'm the most beautiful and I'm kicking ass. Okay, both of those voices are parent ego state and that's your box. These are other people's boxes talking to you. Corporate, societal, governmental, religious boxes providing the story that keeps up the fire of your emotional reaction in their favor. Does that make any sense to you? That the corporation and government 
and religion have built up stories that triggers emotion in us so that we keep giving authority away to them. So whatever they've built up keeps going because we haven't dis disidentified with our emotion. And we think when they say, if you don't have a job, you will die. We think it's true. If you do a sin, you will go to, you will go to um, hell. We think it's true. You know, I'm not a good person. We want to be good people because if we are a bad person, then we'll go to hell. Okay. So it has layers. Even if you stop going to church, the, Catholic thoughtware has been um, like Im impregnated, like in the thoughtware of modern culture. Stephanie, what were you showing us? There's a book. I'm okay. You're okay. I guess you know that. Does it have to, like I no? I didn't fully read it. I, I just I just read a couple of pages, but there was some stuff with that. The, the parent and the child and these positions. And it sounds very much like what you're talking about now. But as I said, I didn't read it, but there is as well these, I was just checking. Or Who is maybe, it from? Is it transactional analysis? Yes, I think Thomas A. Harris. And it's very old and it has these, it has these parent yes. and child. That's and transactional analysis. Yes, yeah. which we've we've uh, taken a few maps from their work because okay. they're so clear and so it's really what's going on in in terms of our different parts. So that that's mm -hmm. a yeah. Yes, I I heard I read a recommendation of this and as I said I didn't read but in the back it's written I'm not okay you're okay I'm not okay you're not okay I'm okay you're not okay or I'm okay you're okay. Yeah, so. yeah, that's that's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> cool. You're okay. okay. So these, okay. The solution for this is use your voice blaster. You have a voice blaster on this energetic tool belt around your waist. There you have an energetic tool belt and you have a voice blaster that's just on your back. Okay. Would everybody take out their voice blaster, please? Thank you very much. Maria, where is your voice? Uh, do you, uh, yes, great. Tom, we want to see your voice blaster. It's there. Perfect. Okay. The solution is blow the voices away. They are not your voice. They are vampires. Okay. They are like little bats flying around your head. And it goes like this. You worthless. Bang! 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 Okay, and you have to, you shoot it a few times, like you are worthless is really a bad big one and it needs a lot of bullets. So like the wings just don't fly anymore and they just go away, okay? So for 30 seconds, you say the voice, you say the voice, either it's critical, either it's praising, you know, you're the best. Please turn on your microphone so we can hear you, okay? We're doing this together. And you, you say the voice like you are worthless or you are the best or whatever, and then you shoot it, okay? And then you go to the next voice and you shoot it. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. You can do You're that. You're the most yeah, beautiful. Right. <laughs> can't get it right. You can't get it right. <laughs> Not okay. There's something wrong with this. Everybody else is shooting. <laughs> Beautiful. Bang. 
Bang! Bang! I don't know how it goes. You don't know how it goes. You know how it goes. Bang! You don't know. I know. Bang! You're an asshole. There's something wrong with you. You shouldn't be the one doing it. Bang! This is what you think you are. Yes! Okay. Okay, I, I need some fists in the air, okay, for this work. Yes. Yes. Okay, this is the path of adulthood. Those voices are not your voice. They are vampires eating and devouring your life energy that we need you to have to build next culture, to build your community, to build your project, to create sisterhood, to have men's circles, to... Um, go through Rage Club or hold space for Rage Club or like on and on and on to actually be your archetypal lineage in action. It demands all that energy that you're wasting listening to vampire voices. Just forget about it, okay? Shoot the voices. The only conversation to have with a voice is bang. That's the only conversation. Okay, and you can do this if you have children. You can do this with your children, okay? Because it's like really fun for them. And so it could be that they have voices or you show them, you say, hey, when I have voice, that's what I do. And you can, and you show them and you do it together and it's fun. Great. In fact, in the adult ego state, which is the doorway to the archetypal domains, which in the adult ego state, when you're not in survival, your being can be present. The qualities of your being can be present. That only happens in the adult ego state. And in any other ego state, so gremlin, parent, child, and we found also this demon ego state, the survival takes over. So, in fact, in the adult ego state, there are essentially no voices in your head. Some people often do not believe me that it is possible to have silence, mm -hmm. to live in silence. Thank you very much. There's, this is simply presence noticing action in the adult ego state you gen you generally speak before you know what you will say so a lot of us has to go through this emotional healing process of not knowing this being terrified of not knowing because we've been to school and when we didn't know we got punished or humiliated or laughed at mm -hmm. So we have this huge terror about not knowing and therefore we can only do what we know, which is what already has happened. So it's like living in the past, about living in the past. So being able to move into the territory of not knowing comes from the adult ego state. And it's not an emotional fear. It is the feeling of fear because when you enter the domain of not knowing, the sensation that you'll have with fear, but the fear helps you create and walk, you will create the bridge as you walk on it. Your state will make the bridge for other people to walk on it too. And that is the feeling of fear, mainly. There's also your anger that brings clarity to the space that you create and the sadness of connection to bring people on the bridge and the joy of going on an adventure. But it would be, the biggest feeling will be fear. So this is why one of the main initiation in the beginning is to stalate your
feeling of fear. This means to go from a zero to a hundred percent big fear for no reason. There is no, it's in a space where there's no reason to be afraid. And we ask you to go all the way to a hundred percent intensity, big fear, which clicks a switch into your five body system and turns on the archetype of the shaman, magician, sorceress, um, like creator and also partly healer, but it's about transformation. Like the sadness archetypal also has healing quality and, and the fear is more of a transformation quality. Okay. And when that archetype is turned on in you, this is what I was talking about. Maria is that we have the archetype of anger, fear, sadness, and joy, which is the warrior, warrioress, shaman, sorceress, magician, lover um, and healer from the sadness and game world builder which is a project creator um, i don't like using the word leader because it's such a shadow principles but those archetypes when they are turned on they can take over our life and then it's not about maria anymore and it's not about and chloe anymore it is about what those archetypes need to create in the world like what are they here for and I think, Maria, you've built a lot of matrix, you know, in the past year with the team and you've come to the Spark Clubs. And it's like, I think there's enough matrix for those archetypes to start coming through, you know, doses by doses, step by step. And somehow, you know, some, sometimes you need an offer. You need somebody to just say, hey, this is time now. It is time. Okay. <clears throat> Okay. And the last thing is it also helps to ask your friends and your enemies for direct, honest, and immediate feedback about your box reaction. The experiment is believe them. Yes, you might assume this is projection. This is their emotional reaction. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you're doing the work on you. There's a, a trainer uh, from LifeSpring, which was, it still exists, I think, um, but it was a, a training company that was really big in the end of um, the 1900, like 1980s or something, 1990s, LifeSpring training. And there was a, a trainer called Jim Zarvos that Clinton interviewed. And he, Clinton was asking him, how did you become a trainer? And he said, one of my experiments at some point, I was so arrogant you know, so pretentious. I called up like 30 people that hate me, that really hates me, ex-partners, ex-boss, ex, you know, uh, friends, like ex-friends, like I've called them and I, I just, I called them on the phone and I said, please give me feedback. What happened? You know, what, what did I do? How was I that you, ha you have to hate me now? And then, and you just listen, 30 people, and he, and he was just transformed after that. There was nothing really to do about it. He was just finally willing to let his box go liquid. So that could be an experiment at some point in your life. Okay, and this, this is not about, you know, if you have I'm not okay box and you're feeling like your life is going okay and you're just like, okay, I need to feel shit again. I'm going to call 30 people and I'm going to, I'm going to feel shit again. Okay, this is not the experiment, okay? <laughs> Don't do that so you can have 
like some whip to whip you with. Okay. It's not a whipping experiment. You do that all very good by yourself. You don't need to do an experiment for that. Okay. So each time this week, Okay, so that's the experiment. We're getting to the experiment. One of the part of the experiment is shoot the voices. And the experiment is each time this week that you feel even the slightest offense. Okay, so you sort of have to lower your numbness bar to your offending like sensitivity, like offending reaction. Each time that you feel even the slightest offense, Write down the story that your box has told you to trigger that reaction. You write it down. Okay, and for now, you don't try to make other stories, okay? You just write down for a week all the stories. Try to detect the patterns. You will notice that your box has certain stories that it keeps saying. And then you, get, you start having a picture of your inner wall. Okay, your box is like your living room, okay? You walk in your living room and you actually you forgot how it's really set up. You just you don't see your living room anymore. But it's the same with the box. You forget how it's set up. And by this, you're starting looking at it again. Okay, step two. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna kind of whisk through it as we have 15 minutes. Ouch. Step two. A core adulthood initiation is to distinguish your box from your being. Your box is the automatic defense interface between you and the world. Your being is what gets appreciated before you say or do or have anything. So the, how, how many people do you have a sense that there's something that can be appreciated before you even move? Like before you say, before you do, before you have anything. Does anybody have a sense of that part of themselves? So a bit more than half. Okay, so this is really um, part of the adulthood initiatory process or like the path of becoming adult is to start noticing this, this part in you that has nothing to do with what you do, has nothing to do with what you say. It's just when you walk, like just you being in the room, there are qualities that comes in the room and by your presence of being, okay? You can detect your being through detecting its appreciable qualities that wordlessly exist and are directly experienced by each person you encounter, no matter what stories their box uses to react to you. Okay, so, and it, they experience your qualities of being, but also you experience the qualities of being no matter what stories you have about them. So this is where we're going with this experiment. The qualities of your beings evolve as your being grows. Your being grows through engaging experiences that builds matrix, that's what I was talking about. To find your present, like right now, quality of being, do the following, Declaring appreciation exercise. Declaring is the power of saying what is so. Notice the is glue located be between the what and the so. Okay, so this is 
like we were talking, I was doing with Maria, she had a story with is glue and then she changed the story and still use is glue. But before she was doing an unconscious declaring because she didn't know she had, you didn't know you had that story. And then the second part was you consciously declare a story that was more empowering. Okay. You do unconscious declaring. I was, I was going to say all the time when you complain about how bad the weather weather is, or when you explain why you like a particular football team. Okay. This is all declaring what is so, so you're already doing it, but mostly unconsciously for purposes that you're not aware of. For example, saying why you like a particular football team would serve the, the, the principle of competition. This team is better than this team. So there's a comparison and a competition. This is a shadow principle. So in the following exercise, you practice conscious declaring through appreciating the positive quality of another person's being. Begin by arranging to have half an hour together with an adult partner. Okay, so this is already what we call negotiating intimacy. Okay. Begin by arranging to have half an hour together with an adult partner. You sit in chairs with open body position, which is two feet on the floor and your hands on your thighs. Okay, no like this, even not like this. Those are all blocks. Um, so feet on the floor, grounded, center, and each with your own bubble, not enmeshed. Okay, this is a lot of distinction. Partner A, so you would start, okay? You look into partner B, like your adult partner's eyes, and being, begin by saying out loud what you appreciate about their qualities of being. Speak before you know what you're going to say. Your partner only sits and listen. Okay, No jokes, no comments, no smiling, no because all of that is sort of blocks for their box to not receive something for their being. Like their box will try to block something going to their be like to their being inside because if the being grows, the box has to go liquid and the box says we're staying the way we are. Okay. So the practice is to start each sentence with the word. What I appreciate about you is that you are. What I appreciate about you is that you are, not that you do, not that you have, not that you say, okay? Is that you are something, 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 and then you say because, and you give evidence to your story, okay? Your conscious declaring. Because for the unconscious declaring, you'll have a lot of evidence, and so practice, find, you know, finding evidence for your conscious declaring. So, and then fill in the blanks with what you read in their being. Okay. So you don't, you don't have to make it up. Basically it's like, if you have a, like, it's like reading a book. Okay. You read the book and the next sentence is already written. Okay. Well, the being is already written. So you're just reading their being and you're reading like you're reading a book out loud. That's the experiment. Okay. Basically, it has nothing to do with you. Like some people panic when they try to do this. It's already there. You just have to read it. Yeah, Stephanie. But something like this is to be done with at least friends or partner, family, people that you know, isn't it? Like, I mean, at least in a longer extent. I mean, I can now, when I meet 
a stranger, I can say like for a couple of minutes what I kind of a story I make. But if I should talk for half an hour, it, you really have to know the person. No? Well, you have to arrange it with them. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you mean by knowing. Yeah, but let's say um, me now about someone that I've really not even talked to, like Joseph, for example, we never talked to each other before. Like if I now would have to tell him what I appreciate about him, it's like, how, you, how will I do that? You open your energetic <laughs> eyes and you have a being that is already connected to his being. And so you listen to your being, which is new territory. It's a new skill. Modern culture knows nothing about being. We have never had a class, I'm guessing, anybody here have never had a class in how to listen to your being or how to read somebody else's being or appreciate the qualities of being. Because if modern culture would teach us that, we wouldn't be buying shoes every other week. And we wouldn't be paying for holidays in the Seychelles. And we wouldn't be uh, watching Netflix, you know, binging on Netflix, nothing of that. The only thing we'd be doing is sitting across from each other and, and appreciating the qualities of each other's being. So modern culture has no interest in teaching us that thing because it would be irrelevant. It would become, it would just collapse in a minute if everybody were doing that. We're doing that. So it is a new skill. It is a new skill. And it's all in there. You already have everything that you need. So I would like, I actually, I'm going to partner you with Joseph and we're going to do this right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to read the last part. Okay. Be bold, speak assertively and directly. Okay. Not maybe, not possibly, not can, whatever. It's like you are. Be poetically audacious. Say you are. Use your possibility paintbrush Won't talk to paint in words your evolving sensation of appreciation so that the other person directly experiences what you appreciate in them. They can start sensing their own being. This is not about saying anything that you already know about the person. You do, you do not have to know someone before you can sit in front of them and read their qualities of being like an open book. You simply look in their eyes and keep saying what you appreciate about them right now. You simply look at, okay, one person practice for five minutes, then change roles. You can also do this exercise while standing in line at the post office or at the cashier. Okay, I would, I would take 10 minutes and we do it three minutes per person. Okay, three minutes, you just sit across from them, you connect to this person being to being and you appreciate them for about three minutes. Then we take just a one minute pause in silence and then we change roles, do a minute of silence and then we come back. Here we go. And uh, Barbara and Tom, I'm leaving you in the same room, okay? Okay. Barbara and... Tom, yeah, you're in the one room, so you do it with each other. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Vera, you get to stay with me. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do it right now. You still have to enter the room, okay, Barbara? Um, oh, bye, Trayden. Yeah, yeah. I'm very new in computer.
I was thinking about you because we did this process about a year ago almost. In the expendable. And I don't even remember. Yes, I don't remember what you told me at all. I still remember, but I don't remember what you told me. So I do remember what I told you. <laughs> okay, let me write to being. Okay. Do we write down or we just like listen? Right, just listen. I need to just set up the clock here and sorry there's nobody in that breakout room yeah I know I didn't work with Anika um so Vera uh, can I move you to breakout room one with Sarah yeah okay I think Anika is, is frozen. frozen yeah so I think that's the so Sarah would you go back in breakout room one and Vera will meet you sure, sure. do I uh is there something I can Push to get oh here join breakout room. Yes, that's it. Okay. Okay. Will you be okay if I I I'm the one who speaks. Okay. Okay. Annika, I appreciate and look at you and I appreciate that you have a, you are a centeredness. You are uh, a, a rock or a place where people can lean on you and you without bending to other people's need or other people's um, story. You can still be a place, a safe place for people to be there or lean on you into your centeredness and your being. I appreciate that your being is a map for other people to, to look at it or to be with it or embrace it and map onto it to give them their own centeredness and clarity and, and, there's this part of your being that does not have much action, but it's just, it's a place where in the, it's in the middle of the storm. It's the middle of the storm, clarity and pause and whatever is happening around, you're not going to go away. Your being will be this pole for people to, lean on and and this is a quality of a queen the queen quality and I'm, I'm not really talking about the monarchy and all this stuff but this queen is a good queen is the queen that when the people are in a storm when the country is in a storm when the village when the community you're holding that space together you are holding the village and the community whatever happens, whoever leaves, whoever comes in, you get to be the center without being at the center, without being this, every, everyone looking or bowing or it's not about that. It's an in, sort of an invisible center and inspiring your people. It's about, it's in, inspiring your people to be together, to be people for each other. 
and that's maybe this other part of your being that is more in French we call it étincelant, like that has sparks. And I appreciate those. It's really quiet sparks or radiance. It's white, kind of this white yellow radiance that is continuous and very, it's always there. It's always there. It's not blinding people with its light. But it's a light sort of in the darkness. So it's a light. I appreciate your light, light in the darkness and not trying to give that light to other people that you are the light and there's no need to give it to other people because you are it and other people are something else. And so you're not trying to make people become you or become or make you become other people. This light has the clarity of everybody has a play, a job to play in the puzzle. And your job is to be this centered, clear, ever glowing, radiance in the village. Thank you. Thank you. Would everybody take a deep breath? I, this experience is a personal experience and I usually don't, I don't want people to usually make a comment after this because it's often maybe their mind or their box trying to judge that experience and it's an experience. It, there's nothing to judge about it. It was what it was and so I, I would just, yeah, want to sort of leave you with that experience. Okay. Does anybody outside of that need anything or needs to say anything? Yeah, Barbara. Would love to know what book you're reading out of. Um, this, uh, the text that you're reading. What book is that? Oh, this is called The Spark, and it's online. Let me give you the. You can find this 200 and some spark. Oh, thank you there. 
Okay, um, I don't know how to, you have to wait a minute till I can write it down. Or you or can could you send me a, a per mail? Yes. Uh, what you can do is to have the chat box and there is, when you go into the chat box, there are three points and you can save the chat and you can find it there. You don't have to write it. Okay, I'll have a look. I'm very new in computer. Okay, yes, I do see it. I do see mother graduation and yeah, the other. It's and the last one. Yeah, all, that's the last one. Yes, thanks a lot. And then I have to get out of that. Okay. Good. Okay, and this was number 131. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Okay. Okay, thank you very much for experimenting and going through all those territories together. That's really, really territories and skills and things that I haven't found exist in a lot of places. Okay, have a great week. Keep experimenting, shooting the voices. <laughs> And appreciating, yes, exactly, double-barreled. <laughs> oh, fans, you get a voice laster. And, yeah, I'll see you next week. Oh, wait a second. Just Annika and Stephanie, we have a, what's, um, a Facebook group, like a messenger group. Um, would you add me as friends on Facebook? It's Anne-Chloe Destromo, just my, the whole name. I think I'm probably the only one. And then I'll add you to that group. And we sometimes share experiments and the link and stuff like that. Sure. Yes, we do it. Thank you. Great. Wonderful. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Can you write that down? Bye-bye now. Bye, Sarah. Okay.